our series of sermons on the Ten Commandments, and we're going to be looking at the Fifth Commandment. And so I've got it printed in your bulletin, and I'll ask you to pull that out, and let's read that commandment together. Join me now. Honor your father and mother. That is commandment and right away I think about um, Mother's Day and Father's Day and some of those Hallmark cards that you see because they really do a pretty good job with some of those cards uh, and, and some of them are just absolutely hilarious. So over the years I've gathered just a few of my favorites. One of them was a Father's Day card giving advice to kids and it says this, always follow in your father's footsteps just in case he drops his wallet. <laughs> a Mother's Day card. May, you, may your to-do list be empty and may your wine glass be full. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. But this is kind of my favorite. I hope this Father's Day is as fun as your life was before children. <laughs> uh, you know, we have a tendency to think about this commandment we think about it like we think about Mother's Day. Uh, we, we get sentimental about it. We think it's about, you know, nice words. We think it's about nice little gifts. We think about it's honoring parents in that way. But in reality, this commandment is much deeper than all of that. It, it's so much deeper. And so I want to start by just getting you to think about a couple of things. Number one, this commandment was not given primarily for young children so that young children would obey their mothers and fathers. Although that is a very legitimate understanding of this commandment. In fact, the passage that David read says that. But that's not why the commandment was given originally. Most scholars think the reason this commandment was given primarily was for adult children caring for aging parents. See, in many ancient cultures, when your parents got old, when they were non-productive, they became throwaways. The family was seen mostly as an economic unit. You know, and everybody had to work, from the youngest to the oldest. And as long as mom and dad could keep up, could be productive, it was fine. But when mom and dad lost that productivity, then they lost their value to the family in a great sense. And... And in some cultures, they were often abandoned in old age or encouraged to walk off and die somewhere. So God gives this commandment in a very real way to say in that world of that day, that is not who we are as people of God. But I think there's another thing we need to think about. I, you ever just wonder how God chose the Big Ten? You know, why, why did God choose to put certain things in and, and not have other things. Why did God choose this particular issue to be talked about as one of the Ten Commandments? You know what I think? I think at the very least, this commandment says God understands how challenging family relationships are for us. And particularly, that relationship that comes between parents and kids and kids and parents. There is nothing easy about this relationship at all. Even if, even if you've had a fantastic relationship with your parents, there are always areas where we've had challenge, right? 
However, if you have children, there are always areas where things aren't going to quite go as you have planned. I mean, I, I can remember my kids. When, when, you know, before we had children, it's like I had no idea what my mom and dad went through. But once we had kids, it's like, oh my gosh, these people are the most amazing people I've ever seen because I realized what they sacrificed for us. But oh, we had some challenging days. And I know some of you have had challenging times. Some of you struggled with relationships with mothers and fathers. So I think it's really good news, in fact, that God gives us this commandment. It says that God understands, and this commandment is given to help us. So how does it help us? Honor father and mother. Honor means, in the original Hebrew, it means to fear. It means to respect. I like the understanding of it that says um, that it is to give something its due weight or its importance, its value. Now, I know some of us have had tough relationships with parents, but even if you've had a tough time with parents, what is the most basic thing that they give us? Life, right? It's life. At the most, at the most basic level, parents are life givers. And so when God is encouraging us to honor mother and father, God is saying, as they have blessed us with life, so give that life back to them. And they have, have brought us into this world and helped us survive, let us, at the very least, give life back to them. Well, if that's what it's about, then, then, then what are the practical implications of that? I mean, number one, just to acknowledge how much parents have sacrificed, how much parents have done for us. Even if, even if you didn't have a good relation with your, parent, with your parents, they helped you survive. They helped you live. They're, you are now free to enjoy this life that you have. Another thing I think this commandment means is it means you provide for them, that you and I. And of course, every family is different. Right? You know, there's some families where you know, as parents age, all you need to do is you just come alongside them and sort of help them as they deal with the challenges of growing older. In a lot of ways, that's what I'm doing with my own parents right now. But sometimes much more is required. I mean, sometimes when parents are ill, we actually have to come and be the caretakers for them. Sometimes when parents are in financial trouble, you know, we have to be the people to pick up the, the pieces and help them pay for things. And that gets really tough. That gets really tough if you've had abusive or um, not very good mothers and dads. I remember reading in Jenny Campbell's book, um, Words of Love, she was leading this retreat on the Ten Commandments, and she came to the Fifth Commandment and after they had talked about it for a while, afterwards there was this lady, this young woman that came up and she was all very agitated. And she said, Jenny, she said, I have that critical voice of my mom in my head 24 hours a day. And everything I do, I can just hear her criticizing me. 
And she went on and she gave example after example after example of all these terrible things that her mom had done and, and, and mom had said. And, and, and here's what she said. In fact, I just want to read, read it to you because I, I thought it was so powerful. She said, how do I honor my mother without dishonoring me? She said, how do I honor her when she's old and has not changed? Is there not one thing that I will miss about her when she is gone? And then she broke into tears and through sobs, she said, and what if my own children feel the same way about me? Man, how do you, how do you care in a situation like that? All right, so that brings us to what I think is the third thing we need to think about, about honoring moms and dads. And that is, in our own lives, we've got to work for healing and for wholeness. We've got to work for healing and wholeness. So there's some inner work involved. You know, we don't want to pass on old, unhelpful patterns habits. We, we don't want that criticism from one parent to pass to the next generation. Or if, if there's abuse in your family, and if there's a generational pattern of that abuse, you don't want that to pass. And so we want to let ours to be the end of a lot of these, of these broken down behavioral patterns. How do we do that? We've got to do some work in ourselves. And a piece of that, I think, is often helped by, by a therapist. Um, you know, I, I think in dealing with my own family, I spent a pretty good number of years talking to a counselor about that and got some help in that. Not that therapy's not for everybody, but I think sometimes just being a part of the church family can really help, that, that you, you have a chance to be able to, to, to speak about the things that are deepest within you with people who really care for you. Or how about just reading the Bible? How about scripture? How about prayer? You know, a bunch of years ago, a guy named, um, uh, let's see, Charles Allen wrote a book entitled God's Psychology. He said uh, that, that, that through prayer, through scripture reading, you and I can be helped. The title of the book was Hope for the Healing Heart. I think when you and I dig deeply inside ourselves before God, we are able to work through some of the brokenness we feel, even, even at the point when our parents are already dead. We can still come to a place of healing and wholeness. And that's part of what it means to honor God as well. But there's one other thing, and I think it's like this. You think about our parents, our biological parents are life givers aren't they? They're the ones who give us life, biological life. But listen, aren't there a whole bunch of other life givers in your life as well? I mean, people maybe who didn't give you biological life, but people who encouraged you, with people who taught you right from wrong, with people who helped you know how to live. I mean, for some of us, it's a grandparent. For others of us, it's a cousin. For somebody else, it's a teacher. It might be a coach. It might be a pastor. All of us have been blessed by other people who are life givers. And this commandment is also about honoring them as well. So I heard this, heard this little story 
coach coaching a, a group of little league baseball kids calls this boy over and he says, son, he says, do you not know that we are a team and the teamwork means that we work together? And he shook his head. Yes, he did. And, 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 and do you not realize that, um, you know, that, that winning is really not the most important thing, that it's how we work together that's so important? The little boy shook his head. And he said, and do you not realize that, that when you strike and you get out, that you're not supposed to grumble, you don't, you don't call the umpire names, you, you don't say cuss words? And the little boy said, yes, sir, I, I know that. And the coach said, well, then, son, please go over and tell your mother well, uh, uh, not to do that. <laughs> Aren't there people in your life who have been a blessing to you as much as the good in your mom and dad, your biological mom and dad. So this commandment is about doing that. And so here's, here's the promise. Here's the promise this commandment gives. It says, so that you may live long in the land your Lord, the Lord your God gives you. That's a promise of stability, friends. That, that's a promise of having a stable family that can deal with the challenges and the chaos of life. That's a promise of a stable church. When you've got older folks who are honored and respected, that's a promise for a stable society where, where you've got those who've gone before us and those who've sacrificed to give us life where they are respected. That, that enables communities and families and societies to have life. It's a promise of stability. I had a friend when, when we were growing up, uh, as a teenager, his mom and dad going through a very difficult time. They, were, they had a bad marriage, just honestly. And there was a lot of chaos in his family. I remember my friends spent more time in the homes of his friends and their families than he did at home himself. Why? Because in their homes, where honor was present, he found stability. That's the promise God gives to us. There's a stability in our lives. So um, there was one more, uh, there was one more uh, card that I wanted to tell you about, and it's, it's one that I really kind of like the best. It's a card, and it's a picture of a, a middle-aged guy giving this Mother's Day card to his mom, and he says this, Mom, Thank you so much for not selling me to the circus. <laughs> now what I want you to know today is God never sells us. God never gets rid of us. No matter how much we've sinned, no matter how we've messed up in these relationships, no matter how our families fall apart, God never gets rid of us. But God loves us and helps us. And this commandment is about God's help for us. And the promises, as we bring honor to our biological parents, as we bring honor to other people who are life givers in our lives, we experience stability and hope for the living of our lives. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Spirit. Amen. Let us pray.